Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the Midpoint Podcast. Uh, really excited to be with you here again. I'm Paul, and Ben is alongside. Hey, Ben. Hey, Paul. How are you doing this week? I'm doing good, but I burned my turkey on the weekend. Oh, no. <laughs> Ben's so sympathetic, isn't he? Oh, no. Well, that bird, you know, it sacrificed its life and then burned. Yeah, I know. And, it uh, gave its life, and then it just it went to the big green bin in the sky. Um, today, today's podcast, we are talking about our new series that's coming up. This applies to you, looking at the instructive passages of the Bible and understanding that the instructions really apply to us today. And uh, we want to we want to get into this topic from a, maybe more of a high level. The series will go into specifics, but Ben, this whole concept of the Bible being relevant. You know, you've worked in college ministry for um, a number of years, and and then that's part of what you do here. Um, it seems to me that that relevance uh, maybe continues to be questioned, like within that part of society. But it seems to be something that I encounter, you know, with adults and uh, and others. That well, does this really matter today? This text that is ancient. Yeah, no, it's a good question, and I think a lot of people would say no. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of Christians might say, kind of, or not really. Um, but the reality is there's not just wisdom and uh, good things, but I can actually, you can get there and see how people say, oh, Jesus did these good things, and I should do those too. So what do you think, though, is the basis for um, a follower of Christ, or or somebody that's not a follower of Christ, Um but what is the basis in either of those cases for us to have this conclusion that this isn't relevant to us today? I think they would say it's an old book. And you know what? Life is a lot different now and times have changed and people are better or different or not really the same. But I think the reality is that like relationship dynamics and uh, dealing with people and how to manage some of that stuff or all of that stuff. A lot of it is laid out in the Bible. Uh, all of that on top of, and we might talk about this more, the Holy Spirit speaking through the Bible. And uh, I would say, I know very few people who read their Bible regularly who aren't better because of it. So this is interesting because the answers you've given totally make sense to me for a person who has not connected to God through Christ. So to the unbeliever, you know, we use that word quite a bit. Um, totally. And it's legitimate because until they've seen the relevance of scripture, you know, it, I can understand that sort of Yeah. What's the difference between the Bible and Harry Potter to them? Sure. Sure. To them. Right. But where I struggle is when it comes to those who now are followers of Christ and then that answer that you mentioned that you seem to run into. And do you think their basis still is the idea that it's, well, this is old, like ancient, and now we live in a different day? Yeah. And I think I think some of it's legitimate confusion with like certain passages in the Old Testament um, and rules and regulations that they read in Leviticus. And then it, I think a lot of people get taken off course by a few things that we don't do today to be like, oh, well, I don't need to do any of it. Well, that's an interesting point that you raise, the Old Testament. And I do think um, that understanding how to put that into context, uh, like broadly, is one of the challenges. So we look at the Old Testament, and as you said, um, Deuteronomy, let's say, 
lots and lots and lots of rules yeah. um, and lots of situations that, you know, you kind of wonder like, okay, but how does the love of God <laughs> demonstrated through um, the annihilation of, you know, people in a, in a, in a certain country or, or certain region or, or whatever, whatever you want to look at captivity and these different things that are very difficult. Um, and so how do you, uh, you know, kind of deal with that sort of thing for me in, in the discussions with, with different people, one of the things that, that comes to my mind often when I read scripture is the old Testament in many ways demonstrates uh, how important Christ's coming yeah. was. And we know that the Old Testament, that history, what happened, God's presence, the disconnect between him and his people, well, that all points to the need for a savior. And there was this old system, but Hebrews really helps us put the Old Testament into context, mm. which is to say that we now have a high priest who's seated at the right hand of God. And so it's not that the Old Testament should be done away with. However, Jesus has come and that has changed everything. So one of the ways for myself personally, but then also in ministry and connecting with people that I resolve these two things is to think about it in the way the New Testament demonstrates for us. The other thing I would say, and then I really want to hear what you you have to say is uh, we look at Christ and how he treated the Old Testament and how he used it to further the the mission and ministry of the gospel. Yeah, I great points. And I do think that trying to look at the Old Testament without the New Testament in mind is foolish uh, for us. It's not a benefit to be like, oh, let, let me take this isolated instance in one of these Old Testament books where all these killings happened or all these things happened uh, without being like, okay, how is this leading towards Jesus? Uh, and I actually had a professor that used to say, and it stuck with me, he said the the law was meant to be a babysitter uh, until Jesus came. And the people obviously couldn't handle being, like, doing it themselves. So God sent Jesus. Um, and so when we look at it through that lens, and I think about it that way, I think sometimes passages are difficult. But at the same time being like, oh, this is this progression, the people of God and not being able to live up to this impossible standard. Right. Um, what I think it's, is it fair to say impossible? Yeah, uh, I think so. Then uh, understanding that Jesus came so that we could live new life connected to the spirit. So that's the critical point is that Jesus came, right? So, so uh, like what you're saying in terms of setting up that idea of how we might feel about the Old Testament, what it feels like to us, um, how we see it. And then that important part of Christ's coming is what changes all of this. So that the only way to understand the application of the Bible to us today, this whole concept of this applies to you, it applies to you through Christ. Yeah. Right? And so when we look at a passage in the Old Testament, Ben and I were talking before the podcast about the wisdom of the Bible. So in Proverbs, lots of wisdom. Lots. But it's fascinating that the author, Solomon, didn't follow much of what he said, <laughs> right? And that's what a really interesting study to do is to look at some of the things he said and then Solomon's behavior. Um, and that's an aside. But the, the wisdom there is still applicable to us today. And we have this amazing benefit of being connected to God through Christ. And so when we look at things through that lens of salvation, we have such a really 
I feel like rich um, experience in history in the Old Testament that can then help us to understand the difficulty of human condition. And as I said earlier, the things that we've been saved from. And so, for example, we look at King David's life. That applies to me. There's so much in the life of King David, the struggles, the ups and downs, his struggle with sin, just so much. There's so much that we can't, you know, in a 20 minute podcast, we can't cover really any of it except to mention his name and say, (laughs) there's so much that happened in his life that so many of us could relate to. And God loved David. Um, The Bible says that the spirit was on him, you know, and in the New Testament now, the spirit can be on any of us if we follow Christ. So back to your point about the Holy Spirit and how does he play into this whole concept of scripture? Well, I think that's really important again as well. Jesus came, changed the complete trajectory of humanity. So now scripture applies to us as individuals and the spirit is here uh, to connect us with that truth and to illuminate the truth of God's word to us. So the series then, as we dig into it, is meant to help each of us understand not only specific passages and how they apply to us, but to pick up that ability to kind of look at the scripture and understand how to see the relevance for us in it. Yeah, no, that's good. And I'm excited to hear the series. I guess I am preaching in it once, but uh, I think it's one of those things that the more that we understand that there are aspects in scripture, and yeah, there's not every single, you're probably not going to go sacrifice a goat at the top of a mountain or whatever. Um, But the reality is that even in those stories, there's humanity. And in being humans, we've all lived out different emotions and feelings and thoughts and relationships. And uh, so be looking out for that in scripture. The other, the other thing there, just as you're talking about the goat, <laughs> and that's not Tom Brady. Um, as you're talking about the goat and the sacrifice side of things, again, Jesus. Right. So a point even coming out of Ben and I's casual discussion today is this idea that it all points to Christ. So, you know, we think of Abraham and Isaac as a classic one, but there are other moments of uh, you know, the temple and tabernacle style worship. And we hear these things where then when you think of Christ and his coming and how we don't approach God through those kinds of sacrifices or that system of worship, but we can just approach him right here and now, um, you see Jesus all over it. And I think that's a big part of how does scripture apply to us today? Well, um, because we're connected to God through Christ and because his grace through the Holy Spirit Um, empowers us and helps us to see what it is that he's trying to say. It's interesting to think about Jesus in the gospel, breathing, like the, I believe if I remember right, that's the terminology used in the gospel, like breathing on the disciples and praying for them to be able to see and understand um, what it is the scriptures are truly saying. And I often think of that point as again, being a game changer for us that we live in a day and time where humanity can understand what it is God is trying to say through these ancient texts. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think the interesting part of like understanding ancient texts or old stuff in the Bible is a lot of the time we like, there's work we have to do, like do some research, ask some people who know more, uh, but also ask God. Uh, I've had so many times where I've, opened up a passage and I'm like, oh, okay. I think I know what this means. 
And then I'll read three commentaries and they all say different things. And I'm like, oh, these people are smarter than me. And they all say different things. And then I pray and I'm like, God, what are you showing to me in this right now, given all of this information that I know? So it's not that some of it has one answer because it's straightforward, but other things uh, like talking about the breathing, it made me think of like the word of God. And it's like God breathed in the idea that the Holy Spirit works and moves through it. So uh, when you're seeking relevance in scripture, if you're like really struggling with that, pray ahead of time, open yourself up to God, because sometimes it can just be a habit, which is a good habit to have, but then opening ourselves up to hearing and uh, listening to God in scripture can even enliven it and make it more relevant to our lives. There's something that you said there um, that I think is quite important for us. And that was this idea that, you know, you look at scripture and sometimes it's been interpreted in a few different ways. And what's interesting is that sometimes it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I remember I was sitting uh, in a service a, a long time ago and uh, this great pastor, really good pastor was um, looking at the passage of scripture um, that we read at Christmas and speaks of the wise men, the Magi, you know, following the star. And it really bothered me because he started talking about the star and the star could have been a comet. The star could have been just a miracle light of God or the star could have been, and he had three options and, you know, he was teaching all three. And then at the end of the message, and he was he was like, so this is one of those beautiful moments where, you know, we are all called to to connect with God through Jesus. We don't have to get to God through somebody else. So which one is it? Well, you guys decide. <laughs> Choose your own adventure. And it really bothered me because to that point in my life, like I hadn't really mm. come to understand that this, the Christian faith, our faith in Christ is a living faith. And so orthodoxy is so important to us because that sets up the guardrails for us. So Jesus is the son of God. He was crucified, rose from the dead, ascended to be with God, the father in heaven. So there is no multiple meanings to scripture that reveal that truth to us. Yeah. Right. Um, and I use that as a core example, <laughs> but then there are different ways that the scriptures are interpreted um, and there are sometimes contentious issues with our brothers and sisters in Christ who might be of another uh, tradition or um, denominational persuasion um, that I would really disagree with how they interpret things. However, we're all Christians, mm -hmm. brothers and sisters in Christ. And I think getting comfortable with that, you know, sometimes my concern meter goes a little crazy because <laughs> yeah. what are we going to then interpret the scriptures to me? And, I, and, I, and that is a realistic concern. But we have to remember that God is the one who's given us this ability. So that concern exists. Think about this, though, like pre-Reformation times. Not everybody could even read the scriptures. And it took hundreds of years after for everybody to like now have the, the scripture so accessible. And it is so accessible. And even in my lifetime, the tools that you mentioned earlier, like commentaries and this stuff, when I was younger, like 20 years ago, those weren't even very accessible. Now, through Google online, you can find, I mean, there's a number of good sites. I think one is Blue Letter, where you can actually find really good commentaries. You can get to the Greek yourself and all of this stuff. The Word of God is so accessible. And actually, that's an amazing thing because we all can look at the Word, pray. And then this brings me to your other point about the Holy Spirit, which 
is such a major, major plank, I think, for all of Christianity, all everybody who follows Christ, but particularly within our church, it's a major emphasis for us. And he comes and when we're aware of him, shines light into the scripture. So this applies to you, like you were just saying. You open up the scripture today and you're trying to like wrestle with some challenges you're facing, and all of a sudden in a passage that doesn't seem like connected to the real life situation you're facing, God like contextualizes it to your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and that's I I think that's beautiful. Um, I've had people before be like, hey, I was reading this passage and I know it doesn't mean this, but this is like God felt like God was speaking to me through it about this thing. Is that okay? And I'm like, yeah, that's okay. Uh, but it's like the people are like, so get so caught up in the like orthodoxy and like rightness of everything. Like you said, when you were bothered by the the individual who presented the three options for the star we're so like, oh, no, there's only one option for all of these things um, that I think if we think like that too much, we actually we actually miss out on the relevance. And it does become potentially an archaic book that we uh, forget in the past, especially for our daily reading. Absolutely. And I think there um, the the safety um, that exists when we interpret scripture through other scripture, for example, really good practice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we get some message because we're reading the story of, I don't know, the woman at the well. And, you know, it's talking about drawing from the well and Jesus was thirsty and living water. And yet somehow you start to think about how God has called you to do X, Y, and Z, and he's going to bless that. And you find encouragement in this passage using your example kind of, right? Like things yeah. that maybe are a little bit unrelated, but the safety is that that concept of God wanting to bless you and grant you favor, we see that pop up in the scripture uh, Amanda spoke about last week. When she put into proper context, all things work together for good for those who love the Lord. Mm. It isn't necessarily the things we want always. It's not that everything goes perfect. It's that within the suffering and the challenge of life, filling our destiny, God is with us and mm. things are working out together for good. And when we look at the frame of, from an eternal perspective, all things are working out to good. We are going to be with him. So those pieces of the puzzle, I think, are really important to then what you're saying. As we personally practice our faith, we can we can feel at ease as we hear and believe we're cultivating that ability to hear from God. When we hear those things, the check and balance is, okay, so how does that fit with the rest of Scripture? How does that fit with, with orthodoxy and over these thousands of years our faith and how it's developed. And I think that's one of the most exciting things about following Christ and having connection with the Holy Spirit is there is more and more and more to learn, to understand, to see uh, in scripture. And that is like, that's a living faith, Mm -hmm. right? And I think that's what differentiates so much of what, what happens in our life without Christ and then with Christ. So, this applies to you. Back to the series and and where we want to go with that. One aspect of it, and I think this is a, a helpful thing, over the course of the series, we want to look at passages that kind of are instructive. And uh, the the work that Julie has done in designing it is actually really awesome. She's got like <laughs> yeah, the sort is. of instruction kind of manual that you might have seen uh, when you buy, you know, certain a certain piece furniture. of furniture and you got to assemble <laughs> it. Yeah, put it together. And, uh, and I love that because that's kind of what we want to get at is that for everybody, you can go to the scripture and, and find solution. Just as we wrap up, though, putting Ben on the spot, what is a passage for you? 
that is instructive that maybe just doesn't out of the box seem like it applies to us today. Oh. And you might, I don't know, you might take a I, second or two to think about it, which is fine. Yeah, no, that's a good question. It's funny until you said is like a little out of the box. My instant answer is always Romans 12, the entirety, because the first part's about more like mental and stuff. And then the second half is all practical examples. Mm-hmm. So that's like an easy application. Stamp it, do it. No big deal. Um, that's a good but, one though. Let's talk about that one yeah, because, well, because it, it, it seems maybe easy to you, <laughs> someone who's like got his MD that has oh, been in no, ministry for a long no. time. So, but, but like return back to it as if you got that blank slate and, and walk us through just like 30 seconds. Like how does that Romans 12, particularly the opening of it, how does that apply to our life today? Oh man, I can't remember. I'm blanking on no, verse two. Um, but I know it's the renewing of your mind. Yeah. Um, and it's be not conform to this world. Don't conform to this world. Yeah. But be transformed Formed by the renewal of your mind. mind. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, just that like idea of not conforming, which it's funny, we've been talking about relevance and then to some extent being a Christian is irrelevant to the way society would have us do things sometimes, or maybe kind of lead us down. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that is, uh, man, that's like a quintessential verse totally. then for uh, um, applying to us is how am I transformed by the renewal of my mind? And if I'm conforming in too many ways, maybe it's a great check mm-hmm. multiple times a year. I'm, I could, I'm very confident for myself. I don't know about everybody else, but there's probably multiple times a day if I looked at that verse and said, what have I done so far that wasn't very transformative that instead was a conformative thing? And I'd be like, oh, this, this, and this. Um, and so I do think like some, there is some direct application in that. The later, I maybe when I said it's more easy is like the later stuff, like mourn with those who mourn and rejoice with those sure. who rejoice. And sure. those are but just even, like, even those still, things. though, even still what you just said there too, it's really good, but this is helpful because it's, it's demonstrating for us as pastors how we can kind of like, <laughs> it just clicks for us. Mourn with those who mourn. Well, what does that mean for somebody who's just becoming a believer in Christ, right? And that's what we want to help in this series um, deal with. Well, that means coming alongside somebody. And if they're having a down day, just being with them and, and walking life through with them. The yeah. other interesting thing, though, is this, and this is where we'll wrap up, but you, you mentioned they're like conforming to the world. So back when that was written, the book of Romans, there was... It was very easy to see conformity, like the world completely, totally anti what Christ would have taught at the time. So conforming, it's just a very binary, like zero or one kind of thing, yeah, yeah, black yeah. and white. <laughs> and then now you fast forward thousands of years, and I would suggest Canada is a post-Christian society. But if we looked at it, you know, 40 years ago, living in a Christian society conformity within that society becomes a little more complex, but yeah. this still applies to you and me. Yes. Because yeah, sure. there, as you said, as we evaluate our life and examine it as the day rolls on, our society might love the golden rule. This is, our society might give mental assent to some of these uh, Christian values but it can be really difficult to then think, oh, I can just go on autopilot here and live <laughs> yeah. my life in Canada and I'm still going to be conformed to scripture. Um, so, you know, that's one example of what we're trying to address as we work through this series. 
um, giving some practical maybe tools or ability to think on the scripture and recognize how does it apply to our own lives. Uh, we're so thankful that you listened to us today and we always want to hear from you and we don't really hear from people that much. So please pop us an email. Let us know what you liked or didn't like today in the podcast. Maybe our three-star theory, a little uncomfortable. We'd love to chat with you about that too. You can always hit us up at office at faithhalifax.org and we look forward to hanging out again soon. See you guys. See you guys.